Hello there. Uh, it's me. No, you haven't heard my voice in a long time, but I have heard my voice more than enough as I just got done uh, doing about an hour, hour and 15 minute podcast that you are going to be so delighted to listen to. Really great stuff in here. We're going to be going into the draft. We're going to be doing all that, but I wanted to kind of do this beforehand so you knew what you're getting into and a couple of the, the bloopers as you listen to that maybe you can laugh about. I already did an introduction. I don't want to go in and edit it and fix it. So I'm just going to do another introduction to tell you that, yeah, my introduction was a little spacey. I've got some music playing throughout that. I think it's fine. I think it's cool. And then you get into the Fight Club montage, which is always great. That's going to be a staple for the whole entire podcast throughout the year. And then we get into the body, the body being... Uh, just draft analytics going into each team's uh, perspectives. And I even started at the top six teams, uh, a Thanksgiving side item or dish that you are in comparison to the rest of the league. I hope that you enjoy that. And I noticed kind of as I was concluding on cat, well, I don't want to ruin anything. (laughs) So the conclusion that I wanted to include everybody else in there. So I gave him an honorable mention after I managed, uh, after I got done, discussing uh the champion of this draft the one with the highest score um after i got done with his segment i went on to do an honorable mention of everybody else and their side dishes that they are for thanksgiving don't ask me why it was just going through my head i decided i wanted to do it so i threw it out there but yeah draft analytics 2019 welcome to the uh the fantasy football fight club league podcast really excited for you to listen to it all uh i hope you get a kick out of it and uh yeah I'm done. I'll produce this out and get it out as soon as possible. See ya. Got me like Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? Whew. That mic is that mic is hot. Hot mic. Hot mic. Haven't been, haven't used this thing in a while. It's kind of dusty, but uh, can you believe we're back? I mean, NFL season is a reach away. The draft has already happened. We've got our teams. We're looking pretty, looking sharp, looking happy. What a great time that was. The presentations were on point. Man, what a great time. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that our contents created quite a bit of culture (laughs) and that our culture has really paved the way for this league to, uh, to be enjoyable i'll just put it that way but yeah we're back we're back in the booth we made it happen uh some of you guys you don't know anything about this you don't know that i'm coming back from anything so to you guys i've never left but welcome to the fight club league podcast Uh, i really really pride myself in producing what i hope is a good podcast for all of us to enjoy as we discuss the hot topics and burning questions of the fight club league it is my pleasure to produce this podcast, and so I'll try to give you these little segments prior to the actual podcast, the body, if you will. This will be the introduction, but give you these introductions so that you know what you're diving into, you know what is to look forward to on the podcast. If you're familiar with the BS podcast, he does a really good job of using this template right before he invites Pearl Jam in to do their thing before he actually gets in the podcast, but he gives you the scheme. He gives you the layout, lets you know what you're diving into. That's my goal here. And without further ado, we're going to get into draft, draft topics, draft questions, uh, draft analysis. Our friends at fantasy pros have gone above and beyond to give us some content that we can use to, I don't know, use it as a, a sounding board for my thoughts and my conclusions on how teams may or may not start off this season. So without further ado, let's jump right into this. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be breaking down every single team. So if you want to try to find your team in the midst of this, we're going to be working our way up. I'll go ahead and share a link maybe in the mention or in the cover of the order in which they've rated everyone so that you can try to find your team uh, that way. But yeah, let's jump right in. Fight Club League. straight banger can you believe this bottom of the barrel if we're gonna do some draft analytics we get to start with who other than the confidence man himself evan shacklett el shack 01 with a total score of 50 points 
Let me just repeat that real quick. 50 total points. We're looking at a starting lineup of Cam Newton, David Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Greg Olson, and Emmanuel Sanders. He does have an empty kicker spot. And then the Denver Broncos D. I will say that might have something to do with his terrible record. Um, But it's funny because as they rank each position, his worst position is the tight end position, not his positionless kicker position, which I find very, very amusing. But, yeah, he's got a – that's the starting lineup. Reserves, I mean – Kalen Balage, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, Robbie Anderson, Michael Gallup, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, I mean, he thinks that he really stole the draft this year, but I think it's uh, it is a whopping, whopping clear consensus that he did not placing at the lowest score. Might even be the lowest score that you can possibly get. I don't know if they go much lower than fifty, so. Love that. Love that I get to start off with a banger. Evan S. Um, if you think that you stole this draft, maybe the draft stole you, buddy. Maybe the draft stole you. We'll see what you can do with this lineup. It's hodgepodge of crew. Uh, it's really going to reflect well on your fantasy football managing skills if you can dig yourself out of this hole so pour one out for your boy evan s he's gonna need all the grace and mercy that you can possibly give someone daggone it i'm realizing that he's gonna be overconfident about an absolute crap team this whole entire season again and that literally is like just wears on you you know just wears on you well everybody fantasy football world fight club league we got another season. We got to deal with Evan S with a crappy team telling us that it's not crappy. Gosh, whatever. Here's Evan S and his 50 point rating draft. We move on to our next person, Patrick Perryman. I don't want to go through the whole entire lineup like I did last time, um, especially at these lowly, lowly rating picks. It's just not worth it to go through everybody. But we do have a notable on his team, his flex position and his running back position. We've got Ty Gurley, Joe Mixon, and Sony Michelle. Honestly, that's really, really strong. I love that. Love that. But uh, but the consensus from the 123 experts from uh, Fantasy Pros say that no matter how good your running backs may be, your consensus overall rating and score on this draft was a whopping 51. So you beat Evan by one point. One point that's a that's a true bummer they're saying that you don't have a really good kicker you don't have a good tight end you just had got a pap qb and dak pap scott and terrible defense and terrible wide receivers that's just you know their words not mine you know their words not mine with robert woods and aj green um i know you have christian kirk in your lineup so maybe that's why their metrics are skewed just a little bit but I don't mind your bench. I think your bench has got good depth. I think Latavius has high upside, and uh, I don't know much about the Kansas City running back situation. I know that they're obviously very good, and they usually have a squad, but it's how it's going to split that's really going to make it or break it between a couple of these guys. Obviously, Anthony Miller with a pickup there, that's going to be great. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going up against Patrick P., and his 51 overall draft rating, you're going to be going up against the likes of Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and Sonny Michelle. Hopefully they can produce for him. I've heard some people say that Dak's got a high upside this year. I don't, I mean, with Amari Cooper, I know that Patrick had seen some success with Amari Cooper last year just a little bit. So I wish him all the best. I wish him all the best, but his draft was just piss poor at best with a a ranking of 51%. I mean, 51, that's just, this is on a scale of one to a hundred, by the way, for both Patrick and for Evan S. I mean, they're, they're, they're barely half the midway point here. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to rely, again, on both of these individuals. We'll just have to rely on their management skills to see what they uh, what they can do with this season. I will say, by week notables, week nine for Patrick without drafting anybody right now. He's got a total of six people out, four running backs, and two wide receivers. I like to think that that is going to be Ty Gurley, Joe Mixon, and Sonny Michelle, all those bad boys sitting out on week nine. So whoever's facing Sweeze, 
Week nine. Let me look it up real quick. Well, bet your bottom dollar. If it isn't your boy right here facing him week nine. Yeah, me. Me and Patrick, week nine. Looking forward to that matchup. Hopefully I don't have too many people out, but we'll get to my team as we get towards the upper part of the draft. <laughs> Humble brag. Moving on to the next one, place number 10. And boy, do I have to tell you, there's a like to love about Lutz. This team name is going to have me confused all day long. Like loves Lutz at a 61. So we've jumped up. We've jumped up a whole, you know, 10 points now. So we're into the 60s, which is good. But yeah, this uh, the Fantasy Pros people really love your quarterback. You got the number one quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, at least drafted wise. And you've got Shaquan Barkley. Uh, for Connor, I said it right, uh, the running back, and he's number one as well. They really like those aspects of your team, and they love the rest of your running backs and Philip Lindsay and um, who is your other running backs? I guess you got Kareem Hunt on the bench, but they like, I guess it's just because of Shaquan and Philip Lindsay that they say that you've got good running backs. So, I mean, I'll trust them here. Uh, yeah, but your QB, your defense, and your running back situation is – Clean is what they're saying. They're saying that your kicks are average. Name is after uh, your kicker, Lutz. Uh, so you've got that going for you. That's good. They say that your wide receivers are average. Not a problem. Say that you drop off a little bit with your tight ends with uh, with Eric Eric Ebron. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron. Yeah. So they like Eric Ebron. Well, they don't like Eric Ebron at the tight end position. And then for your flex, I guess they're saying that you're skinny with uh, with your wide receiver choices. You don't have a lot of depth. The running back position. So I guess they're saying that with lack of the running back, you're going to have to rely on the people like Jameson Crowder to step up and Dante Pettis, which. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Maybe Korean Hunt comes around and uh, and gives you a little bit of an edge and depth with the running back situation. But beyond that, uh, you're going to just need Patrick Mahomes to go off for 50 every single time, which he could do. And you need uh, Saquon to go off for 30 um, most weeks, which, again, they can do that. Keenan Allen is another guy who can be deadly, and Calvin Ridley definitely has some high side, some upside to him. So we'll see how that goes. Jacksonville Jaguars will keep you steady Eddie along the race. So I think that you've got some good potential with this team. But, yeah, they're ranking you at a 61. You've got uh, you've got some work to do. You've got some management to do. You've got some trades to do. You've got some waivers to pick up. We'll, uh, we'll look further into like loves Lutz as Luke has renamed himself like due to all the typos in the group me. We'll see how he can manage his way through this season. We're just going to skirt right along and move on to our next position at number nine. We've got Mercus Purpose, Perkis, Mercus Perkis, with an overall rating only two higher than Like Loves Lutz with 62. Uh, Fantasy Pros didn't like your draft a whole lot either, so they've said that you have a great tight end position. Oh, just a phenomenal tight end position with yours truly, Zach Ertz. Yes, Zach Ertz. Actually, I was going to, I remember in the draft, you picked him and I was kind of bitter about it because I was like, dang, I really wanted to try to snag him. I was curious how far our tight ends would drop in the draft. There was a lot of people dropping, but he did not drop to me. But we've got Baker Mayfield. Took the risk on him. I think that is going to be, it's going to be an interesting watch over the season. They've got him valued as a high QB pick. So they got that working out for you. At least the 123 experts at Fantasy Pro think that. He's got a high enough upside to up your draft stock just a little bit. Didn't up it too much because, again, you're sitting at a 62, so it's not very good. But they like your tight end, and they like your quarterback. They like Zach Ertz, the touches he's going to be getting, and they like Baker Mayfield. To add to this, they say that your wide receivers are average. I would say that Michael Thomas is not an average player, so I disagree with him there. I think Michael Thomas is going to be phenomenal throughout this season. We'll continue to see that. DJ Moore, he's a, I mean, he's a standard wide receiver slot there right at Carolina. Carolina. We'll see how, uh, how 
Evan Shacklett's quarterback, Cam Newton, does over the season. He always seems to wind up with him, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Dante Moncrief, another guy. These guys are washed, and they're a bit old, but I guess they can produce when targeted the right way if their quarterback's on. So you've got some explodability out of these guys. More notably, he does have James Conner. They say that his running back situation is low. Not uh, so James Conner, David Montgomery, man, let me tell you right now, Chicago is high on David Montgomery. They're very, very pleased with what they've been seeing in training camp. Obviously I'm a bears Homer, so I get to hear all this stuff all the time. So I expect David Montgomery to be great. Kind of like a, just a fresher Tyreek Cohen and the way they're going to be using him in the offense. Who knows? Maybe a Christian McCaffrey of the future and the way that they're going to use him in goal line situations. But that's just me being completely biased towards the Bears. Uh, he's got Houston's D, Robbie Gold, Damian Willis. I guess that's a Cincinnati wide receiver. Maybe he'll get some touches while A.J. Green is still recovering. But, yeah, they don't like his running back situation, his kicking situation, nor his flex situation. Usually when you see a problem with the flex, it just means they don't have a whole lot of depth, which when I look at this roster, Jordan Howard, unfortunately, is a little washed. Um, it looks like you just have a washed roster, which – is okay. I mean, these guys would have been probably great. I mean, this lineup, man, jump back two years ago, you've got Lamar Miller, Dante Moncrief, Jordan Howard, Tom Brady. Two, three years ago, these guys would have been studs. But you're uh, you're thin. You're thin in this level. We'll see how you manage your way through the season with a lack of depth. I do think there might be uh, some trade value. And Michael Thomas, as he maybe starts off hot, maybe John, James Conner, if he shows that he can be consistent throughout the year. So we'll see what uh, Marcus Perkins brings to the table with his 62-point draft score. We'll see what he can do. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the new addition to the league really come out firing. And, uh, and hopefully he, uh, hopefully he has a good showing and, um, and yeah, we can all be pleased with the new addition already a great addition, by the way, with the, uh, with the Canes hookup. I mean, that was phenomenal. Not everybody was there to embark on that deliciousness. You want to talk real life rankings right now. I can give you a hundred percent on anybody who can hook you up with that kind of Canes. It was a boatload amount, boatload boatload. Amazing. But yeah, good luck throughout the season with your 62 draft point score. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Thank you for that, Coach Taylor. Marcus Perkins is going to need all the motivation he can get. We move on to Alex Cook at the number eight position with a one-point bump. 63. Man, we're staying right in the 60s. We take a jump here soon, but we're still in the 60s. So overall, all these people, unfortunately, you have not had a phenomenal draft by the 123 consensus draft ratings from Fantasy Pros. Plug. But yeah, we're on Alex Cook right now. UK Wildcat fan uh, name right now is Too Many Cooks. Uh, cookies, maybe. I love cookies, so I would love too many cookies. Actually, there's hot cookies outside right now, but I'm working on a pod because I'm hard at work. We're talking about Alex Cook here, people. Stay focused. We've got Carson Wentz and Marlon Mack, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams. Your point score of 63 actually has you very, very, like, they are very, very pleased with your flex position, with your wide receiver position, as I would be too. Devontae Adams and Juju Smith-Schuster and Amari Cooper down there. That is phenomenal. Uh, the kicker position, they think Greg Zerlin was a great pickup. Greg the leg. Greg the leg. Tight end position, they like, uh, who do they like? They like O.J. Howard in that position. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, we go to that flex spot at the very, very top. That's what they love the most about your team. And I guess you do. You do have a bunch of mid-tier guys you can always fill in for the flex position. And you're not having any strong bye weeks that you're going to be out. So I guess they're saying that that is a super, super positive for you. Obviously, you drafted your players. You knew what kind of scheme and strategy you were going for. Maybe that's what you were shooting for was a high flex position. But um, they, uh, they don't value your running backs. And I'm going to tell you right now. This is I'm going to get on my soapbox here just a little bit. Give me a second. You need to have running backs in this league. Now, if this comes back and bites me in the butt and that's just a bunch of hogwash because Cook runs away with the championship, then so be it. But I'll tell you right now, the name of the game is consistent running backs who get touches and get yards. And I don't think you're going to be getting a whole lot of yards with Marlon Mack and Austin Eckler as your top two running backs. Yeesh. That's rough. Then we're going to be reaching for Rashad Penny 
as your only other and Malcolm Brown from, I mean, yeah, from the Seattle and the Rams to provide you that running back boost. Now, again, wide receivers have a high upside, but a lot of times there's a lot of variance. So running backs usually can stable the game for you a little bit and give you consistency. But, I mean, I guess if you're playing Cook, just pray that his wide receivers don't go off. I, that's that's all I can hope for you because, yeah, Amari Cooper can go off down there in Dallas as he's the only target in the whole entire freaking planet for the Dallas Cowboys. And Juju, he's going to be phenomenal this year. I look forward to watching him play. Devontae Adams, yes, he's going to get touches from the world's greatest quarterback behind Tom Brady. Nah, I'm just kidding. Tom Brady, I don't know. This is a debate. We can talk about that later. We'll put that up in a poll. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Who's the GOAT? But Devontae Adams is going to be slinging that rock to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing that rock to Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I don't know. I think these guys are good. Um, Carson Wentz, he's a he's a good quarterback. They put him in a mid-tier ranking for you, so it doesn't really boost you or hurt you in any way. So, I don't know. I think you got you got I mean, you're right there in the mid ranks now with 63. I mean, you're not uh, you're not terrible like everybody else before you, but you're certainly not great. So with that said, I wish you I wish you all the luck. I wish that your wide receivers catch more passes than they have hands to catch. I hope that OJ Howard is one of the better tight ends in this whole entire league, and I hope Greg Zerlin averages you 32 points a game. Who knows? Maybe Lamar Jackson on your bench will also be phenomenal this year. The next Michael Vick, if you will, and we'll all be in. We'll all be able to enjoy that with you. But as far as I can tell, and as far as all these 123 fantasy experts, fantasy pro can tell is that you uh you got a rough start you got to manage your way out of this one we'll be looking for trades from you we'll be looking for uh moves on the waiver but we're happy to have you in the league that's what i will say we're happy to have you in the league we're excited to have you in the league excited for the content and the presence in the group me messages that you will bring so all the favor in the world towards uh towards my boy alex cook slash matt barnes love you thanks for being here All right, on to number seven. We have an Isaac J. Meisner. Want to go ahead and celebrate his name, Tyreek. Tyreek, attorneys at Ball, I think. Maybe at Law. Either way, great name. I really like the attorney line that you're taking here. I think the attorney title of office might be the best name combination that you can just do with anyone. I mean, anyone. Antonio Brown, Mitch Trubisky, Brown and Trubisky, law firm. I mean, just really good stuff. Love that about Isaac's team. But I will say what I don't love about Isaac's team is that it's got a 65 on this rating from our 123 consensus experts at fantasypros.net, fantasypros.com rankings. A 65. We still haven't broken the 70 threshold yet. So we're going to take a peek at Isaac's team. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. He's got Drew Brees. Oh, captain, my captain. Man, led my team to a championship last year. Can't thank that man enough. Thank you, Drew Brees. So you got that going for you. He's throwing to Michael Thomas. So he's got a target. Throwing to Alvin Kamara. So he's got a nice target. Really like Drew Brees this year. I mean, they got snubbed as the uh, – I feel like they got snubbed in the playoffs. They were really looking to go all the way, and I think they're going to make a deep run this year as well. And I think Drew Brees is primed for it. I don't care how old he is. But Fantasy Pros loves your tight end position, wide receiver position, and your flex position. So as we look into those, I see at your tight end position, we've got George Kittle. I personally don't know what the big deal is with Mr. Skittle, George Kittle. I just – everybody likes him. I guess he's good. I'm not everybody. Um, I mean, I – Ratings obviously speak for themselves. He, they produce. But I just wouldn't have thought that a San Francisco tight end with their current lineup right now would be doing as well as he is. So I'm just surprised. But they like your tight end spot. They actually have that valued at your, tiest, your highest spot. At the wide receiver spot, they do have Julio, Waffle House, open all, open all the time. Open. Oh, always open. Waffle House, always open. I got it. Don't worry. Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, a uh, great wide receiver duo there. Julian Edelman was a part of the championship run last uh, last year. I mean, 
You've even got some depth with Tyrell Williams. People are saying he's got a really high upside, being that wide receiver at Oka, being that kind of like that second or third guy to kind of step up into the wide receiver rankings in Oakland besides Antonio Brown. So they like those picks. That's awesome. Um, and again, with your flex, you can plug Tyrell in there for Julian. Um You've also got Duke and you've got Tariq. Man, we're all high on Duke. We think him in Houston is going to be great. He showed a lot of promise at the Cleveland Browns and showed that he could take care of business. Um, and so him getting traded to Houston and that happening to their, I think it was Lamar Miller, their starting running back, is just really opened up the doors for him. So that's a great pickup for uh, for Duke Johnson. And Tyreek Cohen, I don't know, with uh, Montgomery at the Bears. They're really, really liking him. I don't know what that means for Tyreek Cohen, but I know that he's going to be getting a lot of third down, passing down kind of touches. So I still think that Tyreek's going to be an animal. But all this does not reward you more than a 70 as you land at a 65. They say they don't like their quarterback. I don't agree with that. They don't like your kicker. I don't even know who that guy is. They don't like your defense. Dallas Cowboys can't agree with that or can't disagree with that. And they don't like your running backs. But I'm high on Duke Johnson. I'm high on Tariq Cohen. I think that this rating is low, but I'm also not 123 consensus expert uh, draft analytics. So. 65 is where you're sitting, Isaac. I hope you're happy with that. And the common theme for all of these guys is we're just going to have to see how they're going to manage their way out of these 60 holes. I do think that Isaac has a lot of upside, so him his management skill might not be required as much as maybe the Shacklets of the world or the Sweezies of the world or the Lukes of the world. But I think I still, I mean, we're still in the 65, so all these guys have got a long way to go. I'm really, really excited to get to our next top six in the ratings because I think things are just going to get really juicy and I'm really excited. So we're going to move on. As we roll right into our number six spot, I'm really excited. A dear, dear friend of mine, we go way back, almost 26 years. Uh, it's myself. Yeah. At the number six spot, at a rating of 77, we've broke through the 70 threshold uh, thoroughly, and now we're sitting primed at the late 70s with the 77. I'm really proud of my draft. I really thought I was going to be ranked number one overall whenever I looked at this, but that's okay. Um, I'll settle for what they give me. I'll settle for number six. I was a Cinderella six seed last year, and it worked out well for me. Uh, but as we dive in here, uh, again, 77, Finney Pump, the name, uh, Camara is a Mitch. And I'm sorry that I had to explain that in the group me. I thought it was pretty obvious, but karma is a B word. So I'm trying to draw that comparison for the sake of my name. I also wanted to, because I don't want to talk about my team too much because I actually am biased uh, that I have the best team, but I don't want to share all those details. So I'm going to start a segment here where I am going to rate the top six just because we're in the upper 50s. I can have some fun with this because we're actually talented individuals who know how to draft. I can have fun with it. Um, Everyone else who hasn't, I mean, I'm not saying that you're, screw it. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each position six through number one categories for Thanksgiving dinner, what kind of item you are. So as we get into mine, it's going to be pretty brief, but if I was a turkey day dish, I'm probably the dinner roll at number six. I'm probably kind of like that piece of the piece of the plate that you know that you need at the sixth seed with the 77 overall. And it's a necessity, but it's just your bread and butter. You know what I mean? And why I say that is because the name of my draft is simple. Get good backs, get them. And running back is my top strength in my position with Tevin Coleman, Leonard Fournette and Alvin Kamara. I mean, these backs are just juicy, primed for the ticking, ready to go. And again, the strategy in my draft, it's no secret. I'm going to go get good backs. You can't get good backs late in the draft, but you can go and find a nice quarterback. Mitch might be good this year. He might be great. You can go find him at the very, very end of the draft, but you can't go find yourself a, uh, a, Te- a Tevin Coleman going into San Francisco in the starting position there. Who knows what's going to happen? You can't find yourself Leonard Fournette in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. So get your backs early. Set yourself up a nice, steady regiment of bread and butter, and these guys are just going to get it. They're just going to get it. 
My second valuable uh, asset is the kicker position, uh, Justin Tucker. Another motto of my draft is I really don't want other people to dictate how I draft. I'm very good at adaptability. It's one of my strongest suits, and I'm skilled at doing that, but I try not to do that. I try to equip myself and prepare in such a way that if I'm in position to still go get the guy that I want or go get the position that I want or secure the position that I want, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to leap over whoever the nice value pick is and get the position or the guy that I know that I need. That's just my strategy. So I play ahead of the game. The only one that I really did lose out on this one was the Bears. I was going to sweep by them and get them before Scruff McGruff got them, but he was uh, he was playing his game, and he went out and got the best defense. So uh, kudos to him. But it is my third strength in position is the defensive uh, strength of the Los Angeles Rams. We'll be relying on them. And we've got depth. The flex position is showing a, a moderate, not great, not terrible, um, average at best with Ty Montgomery out there in New York uh, New York, and Jalen Samuels. If anything happens with John Connor and uh, LaShawn McCoy, I... Honestly, I just need Eric J's blessing on this. Who knows what I'm going to get with LaShawn McCoy. Alshon, just a homer pick. Got to have him on my team. And Geronimo Allison. So I think there's high upside for these guys. And I'm going to be able to plug them in from week to week, depending upon what the matchup is needed. But that's me. I'm the dinner roll. At 77, we've really broke the really broke the veil here and we're, we're tearing through it and we're ripping. We're ripping and tearing. We're going right on to the next guy at number five. That's money. We got Eric J on the resume at number five. And I will say this, as we're continuing to set our table, you've got the dinner rolls out there. At number five, you've got the corn pudding or the hash brown casserole. It's a, it's a boomer bus play. If I gotta, if I gotta be honest with you, because sometimes that hash brown casserole has got onions in it, and it's got things in it that you just weren't anticipating, so it kind of messes with your whole, whole mojo on your plate. It's necessary because you're not just going to have bread, beans, turkey, and gravy. I mean, come on. But you have this dish in the corn pudding. Maybe the corn pudding's a little too sweet for you. Maybe it's maybe it's got sweet, like sour. I don't know. Maybe it's got uh, some... Oh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's uh, the palate. The palate's uh, salivating right now. Oh, it's corn, but it's not sweet corn. It's... It's, oh, it's kind of like mushy corn. I don't know what it is, but it's not corn pudding. I, I don't know what it is. I'm blanking on it. But it's this kind of, I've just had corn pudding like this where it's just the texture's off. It's really weird. And it's just, I go back, it's just a boom or a bus play with a lineup like it's set up right now. I mean, with Zeke Elliott still not signing a deal with Antonio Brown as a probable with just drama on drama, it just seems like, yeah, if these guys were to solidify themselves and I mean, that's Zeke and Antonio Brown. I mean, come on, I would have killed somebody to have those guys last year. That's an amazing boom opportunity. And he said it during the draft. He knows what he's up to. His scheme at first was risky picking Zeke. And he just said, hey, screw it. I'm going to model my whole entire draft choices after this this theme of boom or bust. And it very well could work out for him. Um, We've also got Damian Williams, another one of those guys that's just, this guy could be good. He could fit into the role like we've seen previous backs before do and really take off and really be a solid, I mean, solid guy moving forward. So you got to like Eric J for committing, just being all in on it. Uh, definitely, um, I definitely condone him for that. And now we're midway through the Eric J section here, and I do want to disclose that these updates, these 123 consensus experts from Fantasy Pros, have been fantastic in giving us draft ratings, but they do update every single day. So now me and Eric J have been battling between the fifth and the sixth spot. Technically it says right now, Eric is the sixth seed, but, but when I was recording this previously, I was the sixth seed, but right now we're tied at a 77. So I'll just go ahead and say that I was a 77 and he was a 79 like it was yesterday, but they got him at a 79 at the fifth seed Jimmy G, one, two, three, Eric J with this squad. And just to recap, I mean, he's got some depth. They say that his flex position is strong when you look at the likes of Jarvis Landry, Derek Henry, and then you go to his bench and he's got Alexander, whatever his name is, Allen Robinson, Larry Fitz, Randall Cobb. I mean, these guys can definitely get out and, uh, and make some damage. 
on the fantasy field. So you like seeing that he has he has those options if some of these boomer bust plays guys just don't pan out in the early weeks. But like Evan Shacklett said, I mean, those first weeks, maybe they're not as important as we think. So maybe he's got himself some time here to secure himself a solid team moving into the first couple of weeks. It also says that loves his kicker and Harrison Bucker and loves his running backs. I've already talked about his running backs. His tight end position is solid with Jared Cook. They don't like his quarterback with Russell Wilson. I don't know why. His defense isn't strong. It's the Cleveland Browns. They, we'll see what happens. And uh, and the wide receiver, they're saying he's skinny, but I think that's based on some some skewed Antonio Brown stats. Jarvis Landry, I think, is going to be great in the shadow of OBJ. But looking forward, I really like Jimmy G's team. I personally am always a big hash brown casserole guy myself. Whenever and and whenever onions are not included a lot of cheese strong hash brown texture with a good crunch caramelized perfection slapped right there beside the bread rolls as you continue to make what is going to be a phenomenal thanksgiving dinner with these top six selections I just want to reiterate, I'm really proud of Eric Jane, the way that he committed in the draft. He could have taken a lot of different angles and it could have really cut his team apart, but for getting a rating of 77-79, it means he stuck to his guns. He did what he knew that he needed to do, and I think it's going to pan out for him in the long run, having a solid base moving forward. So really proud of Eric Jane. We're going to move on to our number fourth side item of our Thanksgiving meal. We've got... Griffin Fulkerson, a.k.a. Scruff McGruff, punching right through the 80 ceiling and reaching up to an 85 today from our consensus 123 uh, fantasy draft pros experts with an 85. Really love that. Love that solid 85 score. And I'll tell you what this side item dish is. Remember, you've got your bread. You've got your home run play with the hash brown casserole and or slash corn pudding but with scruff mcgruff you go back to the basics you know what i mean you go right back to those green beans those green beans that have never failed you before the way they're cut feels good in your mouth just the the french style cut green beans a little bit of brown sugar for sweetness cooked perfection there's no risk here is what i'm getting at you know those beans on your plate you know that you're going to be getting yourself at least some portion of healthiness in your thanksgiving meal We've got Matt Ryan, Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Jones, just to start it off. I'm not going to go through every single piece of the roster, but what they like on his roster, they like these guys. They like that they've been tested. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell's been off for a little bit, but I mean, we know the guy can get the job done. Are you kidding me? Got Aaron Jones taken off last season. I lost an argument about that guy. He's solid. And I think these metrics agree with that. What they value the most, though, is the tight end position and the defensive position. Again, I told you earlier, Scruff McGruff is playing his game this draft. He was doing what he needed to do, and what did he do? He went Travis Kelsey. said, hey, you guys going to leave this player out here? I'm going to take him. And this consensus rankings, they really appreciate that. They say Travis Kelsey is the bomb, the number one tight end out of Kansas City. We're going to see how he produces. I think he's going to be good. I didn't, know, I didn't think he was going to be that good, but... They've got him ranked high, obviously solidifying this 85. It's really solid. His defense, obviously the Bears, stole him right from under my nose. I wasn't going to show any reaction at the draft, but I was pretty shook up about it. Got the Bears. And I think in these rankings, they're really valuing for these one position, um, not the wide receiver where you can get to, not the running back where you can get to. They're valuing these quarterback positions, the tight end positions, and the defensive positions where you can get one at the draft and lock them in hopefully for the rest of your season. So they value Travis Kelsey. That's a huge pick in the Chicago Bears. They also value, they're not hurt by the Matt Ryan ordeal. I'm interested to see how this works with Calvin Ridley and um, and the likes of our Waffle House always open, Julio Jones. I think it's good for him. They don't ha- they have him right under good at a high neutral. They also have him as the kicker position. Uh, Kaimi Firebarn, not bad. Uh, and his flex position is not bad as he's got depth with – even his wide receiver, wide receiver position, T.Y. Hilton, there might be some skewed metrics on him now that Andrew Luck's retired. Tyler Boyd, I think he's going to get a lot of good time. Deion Lewis, John Brown, Sterling Shepard. I mean, all these guys can see an uptick in their time as they're at Buffalo now with John Brown. Deion Lewis, Tennessee, we'll see what happens with Derrick Henry. Sterling Shepard with OBJ out in New York, I think he could be a stud. So Kyler Murray, another position where, who knows, maybe he's the next uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure. Cortland Sutton, not sure what that pick's about, but if somebody gets hurt, 
maybe that'll pan off for him. I don't know. Maybe he's in the running. I don't know. But all this to say is that Scruff McGruff played his game. We've got the green beans on the plate. We've got him on the plate, and that's all you can ask for is some consistency. They don't like his running back situation. They don't like his wide receiver selection. I don't know. I think these guys can come out and play. Tyler Boyd, T.Y. Hilton, Aaron Jones, Lev Bell. Scruff McGruff is set up really, really well for the rest of this Thanksgiving meal. So as we uh, – James White, another guy. Jeez, at the flex position. Who knows? I mean, with Tom Brady behind the helm, throwing to him like he did last season, this guy could see a lot of time, see a lot of catches, splitting time with Sonny Michelle. I think it's still a, um, a mix. Great flex position there for James White. So all in all, Scruff McGruff, I might have uh, had my doubts mid-draft, but once you stole the Bears from me and you continue to play your game, I mean – you really put together a show and with an 85 it's uh it's proven with these 123 consensus experts so good job griffin fulkerson welcome to the league we're happy to have you glad you're in the upper echelon glad you made it to the thanksgiving adult table from here we peer on to the number three position this is a coveted position the top three drafters this season for the fight club league we bust through the 90 degree ceiling and uh, the 90 points system and we go right into number two Um, these guys are actually tied right now at the three and the two position but overall the race usually has this fella right under the next fella with a 92 though i want to announce a o tis with a absolutely devastating lineup. I mean, he looks poised and ready than ever to make a strong run this season. Uh, I don't like that his name is already average at best. I think he needs to show a little bit more belief in himself because here's the thing. I love seeing Tiz up here for a number of reasons. And we'll get to the Thanksgiving meal in just a second. But I like seeing him up here because there has been talks about his management style. There's been talks of lack of consistency, a lack of ability to motivate his team in the midst of trial. So seeing him up here shows me that he's got what it takes. He's got what it takes to surround himself against a, a, around a group of guys that know how to play the fantasy sport. They know how to put points on the board. And when I walk through this lineup, you're going to say, holy crap, this guy really did it. And I'm like, yeah, he did. But here's the thing. With Tiz, I feel like if he finds himself maybe in the hole, three losses or four losses. And I mean, Tiz, if you want to prove me wrong this season, by all means, I want you to do so. But there's been talks that you can't manage your way out of a hole. So at least in this scenario, you can put yourself ahead. You can put yourself up there in the cream of the crop because when you're up in the cream of the crop, I know Tiz has got a competitive side to him. Don't make me bring Coach Taylor back into this podcast. I know that he's got what it takes. He's got a clear eyes and a full heart. I know that Tizver can't lose. Or at least he's going to put his best foot forward. So with a 92, let's look at his look at his team here. They say, heck yeah, we love your quarterback with Aaron Rodgers. They say, heck yeah, we like your flex position with the depth at running back and wide receiver. Are you kidding me? Naeem Hines is going to get some time this year, I think. Muhammad Sanu, Sammy Watkins, Curtis Samuel, Kiki Kuti, Melvin Gordon on the IR. Great pickup for him in case he comes back. I don't know. I don't know how people heal. I don't know. But yeah, we go through his starters again. Just the depth is kind of unreal here with Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin. It's not like any of these guys are going to absolutely wow you, but at the same time, they're just not going to let you down. Dalvin Cook's going to get you the touches. Chris Carson's going to run hard. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the star of this team. And then you say, well, crap, he's already got Aaron Rodgers too. I don't know. There's a couple of weeks there where both of those guys could go off for 30, 40 points. So now you're up against a pretty high score. Steven Gostkowski, Mr. Consistent, won himself a championship last year with my team. Could have had, Wish I could have had him again. But um, what they don't like about this team, they say the defense is neutral, which isn't bad. Tight end position, they said they could work some – you can use some improvement with David and Joku, but I will say that was somebody that I also wanted. I think he's got a high upside if Baker Mayfield really works himself out and uses that tight end position, as we know quarterbacks tend to do really, really well. So we'll see. I think that Njoku has a really high upside, which makes that pick very, very good. And if they're limiting you on that, then maybe your rating could even be even better. They're saying that you're low on the RB side. And I guess, yeah, when you compare it to other teams, maybe the Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson's of the world and Justin Jackson's of the world aren't prime and in that tier, that top tier echelon. But at the same time, you've got some depth with some of these backup running backs and some of these uh, backup wide receivers. So it looks like you're going to be able to plug them in whether or not you want to or not. And again, I look at the draft scheme. I'm not sure he did this on purpose, but if he can make it and get some wins, get ahead in the league, 
then he's poised himself really, really well with saving most of his bye weeks for week 12. He's got his defense out. He's got three of his starting running backs out. I mean, that's where he's going to be hurting. So if we go, and again, let me speak clearly here. I would do, I wished his the absolute best from the bottom of my heart. I want him to be in the playoffs this year. I want him to be making a strong run. And then I want him to lose second to me. That's what I wanted to happen. But, and by no means am I speaking any of this into existence, but this is how it's played out. If he titter tatters along with this lineup, finds himself on the brink of playoff succession, getting into the playoffs, and then he goes up week 12 and he has all three of his running backs not starting and his defense not starting, and he's going to have to go to the waivers. He's been known to make some huge waiver moves before and spend a lot of cash to get what he, what's he, need, what he needs. Did it with Patrick Mahomes last year, I believe, and maybe traded him or something. I'm not sure. But he needs to get his wins early. I'm going to reiterate it one more time. You need to get your wins early with this crew. You need to get some momentum going on the AOTIS train. And I'm a huge supporter. I want to reiterate that time and time again. I'm a huge supporter of this because I think Tiz in a playoff situation is very dangerous, and I think it's healthy for the league. Again, I want you losing second to me, but I do want you in there. So let's look for Tiz to make a strong start. Um, And I want to kind of wrap it all together here with the dish, the dish that Tiz is. And I know you guys are waiting on the edge of your seats for this. So at the number three position, let me reiterate, we've got six. We've got the bread and butter, you boy. Drafted, drafted my game, man. I just got my running back depth, man. We in there, bull. Then you've got number five. You've got Eric J, and he's that he's that boomer bust play, man. Are these hash browns gonna be that good? Then we've got number four with Scruff, my Gruff. We got the beans, just the good old fashioned green beans. Then we go to number three, and I think this is a huge necessity. It's not number one, and it's not number two, but boy, because you're in the ninety tier, the ninety point tier, it does speak to how important this dish is on the Thanksgiving plate. Mashed potatoes and freaking gravy. Are you kidding me? Mashed potatoes and freaking gravy. Just the creamy taters. Maybe some chunks of the potato in there. So you can still kind of like bite down on something. It's not just all mush. Gosh, you can kind of see the, the butter pulling up while the while the potatoes are standing. And then you maybe you like dark gravy, maybe you like light gravy, but you kind of top the gravy off and gravy's kind of spilling all over your plate and you just kind of, my man, really sitting in awe of what you just created because the mashed potatoes are key. That starch is key in a Thanksgiving meal. And I think Tiz at a 92 is primed. His team, they know what they look like. They know what their identity is. They've been around the block a few times. They know what they're up to. We've got an experienced quarterback. We've got strong flex, strong wide receivers. We've got potential in our running backs. And we've got potential in our tight end. I mean... I'm just saying, mashed potatoes and gravy really sound good to me right now. So, Tiz, hop on your horse, manager. Hop on your horse. Maybe even change your name. Let's not start off the season with average at best. This ranking, this ranking right here, this 123 consensus experts on fantasy pros, they say you're not average at best. They say you're best. You're the best at best. I just want you to believe in yourself. I'm going to leave the mashed potatoes alone for now. Let them settle. You guys think that over. Tiz, this is for you, man. Over and out. And at our ranking number two, we've got your boy Connor F93, Connor Fulkerson. I mean, I don't know where to start, honestly, because this team is sweet. Speaking of sweetness... What piece of the meal do you think this is? You're darn right. It's the piece of pie. It's the pumpkin pie. It's the peanut butter pie. It's the chocolate Swiss flippity dippity whippity pie. It's all the sweet things because this team is sweet. We got Jared Goff kicking it off. We got sweet, sweet, sweet Christian McCaffrey. Beautiful boy. Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Evan Ingram, Mark Ingram. He's got double Ingram. Love the name. Pop Lockett Goffett. Just Really good stuff all around. Just a really – Connor's going in with this season with a whole entire different mindset. He's saying that he wants to do less research. He just wants to kind of cannonball in and let his instincts take over. And I think the instincts paid off for him in the draft because this is just dangerous. This is dangerous. I love Christian McCaffrey, the Devontae Freeman uh, 
duo there. So does the draft with giving you a 92. Again, you're tied with Tiz, but you are on a technicality above him for whatever reason. Your running backs are stacked is what they're saying. So they love the Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Freeman, and uh, and Mark Ingram duo. Golly, how'd you get, how'd you get all three of those? <laughs> Man, um, okay. Anyways, um, Christian McCaffrey has got a really, really high ceiling this year. I know that Devontae Freeman is a homer pick for Connor as he's had him in previous years. And he actually, he went back to him, even though he's actually probably had some down years and had him throughout those down years on his fantasy teams. Mark Ingram, we saw he, how he produced in a duo setting at the Saints organization. So giving him just the lead role at Baltimore, I'm very curious what that's going to look like. So it, I think it's going to look good. Tight end position, they got you at a higher level. Um, moderate, not not great, but it's just right under great with Evan Ingram. I had him last year. I mean, he wasn't consistent, but I don't know how many tight ends really are in this league. So at least he's he's got a high ceiling. You, you'd say that. At least you got a high ceiling. The defense, they like the Baltimore Ravens. That's a great name for him, too. Um, the flex position, they say you got some depth. Uh, surprisingly, and so all these are just neutral. They're not bad, which is a plus for your team that you can have this many neutral characteristics without, um, without a negative. The only negatives they have is your quarterback situation and your kicker situation. You don't have a kicker, so they're right to give you that rating uh, quarterback situation. I don't know what golf is going to look like this year. We'll find out together, but your wide receiver situation, I think is good too. Adam Thielen, Tyree Lockett. I don't know what Lockett's going to look like this year, but I know that Adam Thielen's another homer pick for you. And I think that he's great. So if he works out for you again, I think you're going to have a pretty stacked team. As far as the depth goes, you got Jameis to fill in in case Jared Goff's not feeling great. Don't know what Royce Freeman's going to look like down the road. Marvin Jones going to get his touches. D.D. Westbrook's going to get the touches. So they have high ceilings as well. You just, yeah, you got to like this team. You just got to like this team. Got Jarek McKinnon off the waivers on IR. Smart. We'll see what happens out there in San Francisco. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, hoping that my boy Tevin Coleman holds up. But yeah, when I look at this team, they're super, super sweet. I want you to think really, really good pie. Really, really good. If you don't like pumpkin, that's fine. You can like chocolate. You can like Boston. You can like uh, Derby. You can like peanut butter. You can like these kind of pies. They're just phenomenal. And I think this team is just phenomenal. So take it for what it's worth. But a 92 here is looking really, really primed and ready for a great season. Gosh. How did you get Mark Ingram, Devontae Freeman, and Christian McCaffrey? We're moving on. And with your number one position at a freaking whopping perfect 100-point score from the consensus, 123 experts from FantasyPros.net, we've got your boy. The only boy left in this whole entire crew is Kevin Mother Lovin' Wallace. K-Wall 07. Gosh, 100-point score. Let's take a look at this team and see where we're getting some of this 100-point magic. Golly, can you imagine 100 points on Rotten Tomatoes right out the gate? Let me just run down the line here. We've got Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, super high ceiling for Nick Chubb. Could look really, really good out there in Cleveland as he showed last year. Carryon Johnson's only heard raving reviews of what he's going to do this season. Odell Beckham Jr., are you kidding me? This is going to be dangerous. OBJ in Cleveland's going to be awesome. Brandon Cooks, another great wide receiver with Brandon Goff just slinging the rock out there. Hunter Henry's going to get his touches at tight end. Mike Williams is going to show some depth from a wide receiver position down in Los Angeles. I'm going to see, I guess it's between him and Keenan Allen. So having Mike Williams on the squad's great. Mason Crosby, phenomenal kicker. What's his name is going to get him in close to the end zone no matter what. So you got Aaron Rodgers helping you out there, which is good. Minnesota Vikings D, they're not bad. Um, Adrian Peterson, I guess he's got a high ceiling. We never know. He's got to get paid. There's a whole entire issue with him coming back to work because of – Lack of, I don't know, he's bankrupt or something. I don't know. Maybe that's just a rumor. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know what's going on with him. But he's going to be working hard. He's all day AP. Carlos Hyde, he's, I mean, he's going to get his touches at Kansas City. They've shown that they're going to do a multi-committee back situation. So I'll get some touches. Kenyon Drake, golly, a pain in my butt last season. But 
he can take off on some games. He had over 20 something points, so he can, he shows that he can do it. We just don't understand why he's not getting more touches and more time. So we'll see what the Miami backfield looks like this season. Ronald Jones, again, barring any injuries in Tampa Bay, he'll get some touches. People have said good things about him. Corey Davis, they say that he's an amazing athlete, someone who's super hard to guard, but we haven't really seen any production out of him. Maybe this season is his year opening up. I just, think that this team is just it's stacked it's just stacked so the 100 point score rating is more than well deserved uh very happy for kevin wallace getting out and uh and really just getting ahead in the rankings um as we discussed earlier maybe these first week wins aren't as important as evan shacklett's content might have let us know but we all know that everyone's important so it looks like kevin's going to be able to get out there and See what ha- I mean, golly, he could just open up a tear here with Nick Chubb and Carryon Johnson, OBJ. I want to see what he's going to look like in Cleveland. I guess I will say that's the only negative from this team is that they do have two Cleveland players uh, in the starting lineup. Obviously, anytime the Nick Chubb gets a great carry, Odell Beckham just not getting the getting the throws, um, and vice versa. So we'll see how he manages that situation. But I've got no doubt in uh, in his managing ability. As we saw last year, Kevin is is a, is a primed athlete um, when it comes to managing. Yeah, that's right, a managing athlete. He did a very good job last year managing his team, putting them in position to win. Just came up short though, um, as he was in the top tier buy situation with Connor last year. I mean, both of these guys back at the cream of the crop, and they didn't fall off much from last year because they both had the buys in the tournament. So. Gotta gotta respect their game. Gotta respect their decisions. Gotta respect the way they manage their squad. And when you look at a draft situation like this, you just gotta respect it. You gotta give the front office a bunch of credit. They did their research. They adapted. They picked the right picks. And uh, and he's rewarded because of it. So to conclude, our Thanksgiving meal at the uh, at the end of the segment here as we're wrapping things up. Obviously, with a hundred percent score, this has to be the only item that we've left out. And that is the juicy, succulent, moist turkey breast cut from your father wearing a pilgrim hat. Just running the knife right down the chicken breast, giving you a nice big old sliver and the gravy from your mashed potatoes carrying over into the bed of your turkey. As you put the side of your fork through the turkey, you just realize this is really, really juicy. And so you kind of, you fork it, put that bad boy in your mouth. It's got the perfect tenderness, the perfect flavor. It's salty, but it's not too salty. It's juicy, but I'm not getting water everywhere. I mean, a perfect based turkey. What can beat it on Thanksgiving Day? Am I right? gravy topping it i mean this thing is just season two perfection are you kidding me it's just a necessity it's just a necessity and when i look at this team i just see uh i see juicy i see succulent i see it all over the all over the map with this squad so really impressed with kevin really impressed with his draft and uh i will say a target's on my back because I'm the champion. But when you come out and perform this well in the draft, you got to think people are keeping an eye on you. You're not going to get easy trades like everybody else. You're not going to get as easy access to players that you might want because I'm not going to be giving you some all-star running back to go along with your depth at running back with Carryon Johnson and Nick Chubb. I'm just saying the road ahead is steep for Kevin. But can't say he didn't start out on the best foot he possibly could have. Am I right? Okay, well, congratulations. This is for you, man. Hey, guys. Can I talk to you, man? Yeah. Can I talk to you for a second? See, now I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about something. All right, listen up now. Hey. Listen to me. What I'm about to say stays between you and me. You can hear me when I say this. But let me tell you this and don't forget what I say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, and I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Yes, I heard. Can I tell you something? No, no, look at me. Let me tell you something before you even start in. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something, but I'll tell you something else, and don't you ever forget this. You tell me something I don't know. 
What? Coach, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, wait, wait, let me ask a question. Listen, I want to ask you a question before I go. Can I ask you a question, too? Let me ask you one question. Can I ask you something? Let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? You know what I think? You want to know what else I think? You know what I heard once? I heard you say that. That's exactly what you just said. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. But since we're broaching the subject, I can tell you one thing that I don't like. And I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what. Everybody listen up. I got to tell y'all something. I'm pissed. And I'm going to tell you something. You understand me? You understand me? You understand me? Understood? That's what I'm saying. I don't want to talk about it. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, All right, I'll tell you what. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Coach Taylor. I'll tell you what. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. She did let us get a dog. I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you what. Tell you what, gentlemen. Hey, I'll tell you what. That's all I got to say. That's it. That's it right there. We clear? Yes, sir. Good. That's all I got to say. Unbelievable, Coach Taylor. Can't appreciate you enough. Can't appreciate you telling uh, Kevin what you wanted to tell him right there. Yeah, I love that. I know that Kevin's loving it, too. So if you stuck around and listened to uh, Coach Taylor tell... Kevin something. I did want to close this segment off with uh, with an honorable mention to some of the earlier teams before. Again, love doing the pod. Love doing it for everybody. Uh, wanted to complete our Thanksgiving meal. I know that you guys probably don't care about this, but this is just bonus content if you want to listen to it. I'm going to give everybody a, uh, a seat at the table as far as ingredients go. I'll go backwards um, with, uh, with Kev as turkey. All right, we already discussed that with 100% rating. Connor was the sweet, sweet pie at 92. And then Tiz was the mashed potatoes at 92. And then Griffin was also, I think it was like an 87 or something, uh, with green beans. Eric Johnson was number fifth with uh, number five with, I think it was like a 70, oh, goodness, 76 maybe. Right now it's a 78. It's been updated today. 78. Ben P. right under him with a 78 as well. I was the bread rolls. Eric Johnson was the corn pudding and hash brown casserole. Boomer best play there. Ben P. was the bread rolls. So we're going to dive into the lower division teams. Gave you guys a hard time earlier, but I want you guys to feel included. So I'm going to go ahead and start at number seven. At what was not breaking the 70 point mark. Um, is going to be the mac and cheese. And you're probably like, oh, man, the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is really, really good. But I have to tell you that this mac and cheese is not really good. It's actually watered down. It's not really that cheesy. It's just kind of like noodles with lack of flavor. So for number seven, that was uh, that was Jay Me- Isaac J. Meisner not breaking the 70-point threshold. So kind of got punished with a 68 there with mac and cheese, but not just mac and cheese. It was like your Aunt Susan's terrible mac and cheese. We go to number eight. A necessity of the table is going to be stuffing. I uh, I personally love stuffing, but for the sake of this argument here, I can kind of bend it however I would like, and that is Alex Cook with a score of 65. So a very, very terrible score of 65. So the kind of stuffing that he is, the kind of stuff even you could imagine it, is uh, it has onions in it, celery, mushrooms. It's just, uh, it's not very good. But it is on the table. It is on the table. Just a bunch of celery and onions and mushrooms and water chestnuts. Can you believe that? Okay. Number nine, we've got Luke Warford at a 64, so still not a great score, uh, but he's the sweet potato casserole, and I know most of you guys, again, are responding, well, sweet potato casserole is awesome. Well, not when Uncle Joey leaves it in the oven too long, and it's burnt to a freaking crisp, and he brings it anyways, and you try it because you think it looks good, but it's really just a burnt piece of crap. Okay, so number nine, sweet potato casserole. Didn't put the marshmallows on it, didn't top it with chocolate. They were in a rush, so they came to Thanksgiving with just a burnt dish of sweet potatoes. Number 10, Marcus Perkis. Uh, we've got uh, our boy Mark here. He's the asparagus. Has potential to be good, but with a score of 63, it's not. Uh, it hasn't been buttered quite enough, not salted nearly to perfection, and so it's just a vegetable, and that's just unfortunate. We go to number 11 with Evan S. Maybe he moved up. I don't know who was last or what the deal was last time, but it's been updated to where Evan S. is a 53 uh, right before him was 
Mark with a 63. Luke was a 64. So 9, 10, 11 is Evan Shacklett with a score of 53. Just absolutely abysmal. He's the Brussels sprouts. And again, these, like the asparagus, are not buttered properly. They're not salted properly. They're just a bunch of vegetables sitting out there. Ridiculous. Terrible. You don't want to add them to your plate. Not interested. But they make it at the table. And then last, but certainly not least, unfortunately, uh, we've got our boy P-Sweeze sitting with a solid 50. I don't even know if they get lower than that. Um, I've never seen a score lower than that. So at 12, P-Sweeze is going to be the cranberry sauce. Honestly, it's just a table decoration. It's not there for consumption. It's just there for looks. And no one's going to touch it. So you got that going for yourself, Sweeze. You look good. You look good in the face, and you're at the table. That bright, bright red sauce that nobody knows what to dip into and no one eats but you're at the table so those were just the honorary uh table items for our below uh the top six below the 70 threshold i wanted you guys to feel included love you guys all appreciate you guys thanks for listening to the pod if you listen to it this far and uh yeah this is great. There'll be a pot up maybe next week, maybe two weeks. I don't know. We don't have games, but I'm really, really excited that we're back in the football season. I look forward to throwing the football with many, many of you guys, uh, hopefully soon over some football talk and fantasy discussion. It's going to be great. See you guys.